I'm Chris Hagen. For those who don't know, I've been a language coach for many years. In my career, I've taught a wide variety of people from famous singers and radio presenters to doctors, uni students, and yes, even desperate housewives trying to find an English lover. I finally decided to share my thoughts, tips and tricks with the world. Also check out my YouTube channel if you want to see my ugly mush. So let's kick off this podcast with a great jingle. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. Is an anagram of risk. Chris. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Today I want to start off by talking about nicknames because the person I'm going to speak to in today's podcast is in my telephone as Vlad, not a fruit salad. I'll explain more later. Now, according to people online, scientists and psychologists and these kind of people, they say that we give people nicknames because we want to make the person more ours. Well, no, I give people nicknames because I can't remember the name. In fact, I have one friend who I call Broccoli because I didn't remember his nickname, in fact. Not I didn't remember his name. I didn't remember his nickname. I just remembered it began with a B. His real name is Fabio, totally different. But I call him Broccoli. And now when I talk to my friends and say broccoli, they know who I'm talking about. But nicknames, in my opinion, are just a nice friendly way. It doesn't mean that you're more mine because I've given you a nickname. Now, if you're around my age, you will know who Billy Ray Cyrus is. But what is his daughter called? You will probably say Miley Cyrus, but you're wrong. Her real name is Destiny Hope. With Cyrus, I'm guessing at the end of it. Destiny Hope. Now, the name Miley came from her nickname, which was given to her by her parents, Smiley, because she was such a cheerful baby. She's also quite cheerful now because she's full of money. So Miley Cyrus comes from her nickname, Smiley. Her real name is Destiny Hope. I would change it too. Now, also, while I was researching these nicknames and things and why people give people nicknames, which in the end I disagreed with, I found a nickname generator. And so I thought... For a laugh, I'll put in my dad's name and see what nicknames it comes up with. So I put in my dad's name, because you put in the first name, the middle name if you have any, and the surname, and then three adjectives or words connected to your father. And I basically created some nicknames for my dad. Now, some of them are absolutely terrible in my opinion. But then at the bottom, near near the bottom of the list, it says known to partner as, and it came up with some funny ones. So mum, if you're listening, You better be listening. But if you're listening, these are what you should call dad. We have Victor Nova, Grapes Baby, Avocado Chip, Belfast Muffin, Victor Bear, Victor Bug, and Victor Kitten. Don't know where the bug and the kitten come from. Or the bear. The other ones I can imagine, there's food and grapes involved. My dad loves his grapes. So go over to the website, it's name-generator.org.uk, put in your name and send me an email and tell me what strange nicknames have come up for you. And now it's time to get in touch with Vlad, not a fruit salad. What do you want? What do you want? Hello, Vlad. Hello, Chris. Hi, thanks for having me on this wonderful podcast episode program, Mm -hmm. TV Uh station. Mm. Now, I know who you are and some of our listeners know who you are. But for those who don't know, who is Vlad? And tell us, why are you living in London? Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, my name is Vlad, uh, which mm-hmm. is short for Vladislav. Uh-huh. I like the song, Vladislav, baby, <laughs> don't hurt me. Don't, don't hurt, hurt me, me. no more. 
Vladislav. A second job. And uh, you could be a singer. That's my that's my uh, that's my first name, and my last name is uh, immigrant. <laughs> um, yeah, I live in the UK. Uh, live in London at the moment. I'm from mm-hmm. uh, Macedonia. Uh, well, North Macedonia. Hey, get it right. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I moved to London about three years ago. Why? Uh, to steal jobs from <laughs> Romanians and Ukrainians mm-hmm. and uh, a few Bulgarians. And so far, it's been going well. It's good, been good. Going well. Um, I'm competing for the jobs with with them and with robots. Ah. We are holding the market for the minimum wage also jobs. Also Romanian robots. Uh, so that, that's me. Uh, I, I actually came, I was, I was living in Malta oh, for four years. Mm-hmm. You know, the tiny Mediterranean island that you guys with one roundabout. Like, colonized a long time ago and then you felt really bad and you left it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that independent island now, I went there. Mm. Lovely, lovely place. <laughs> And uh, I studied there. I studied acting. I finished and oh. I said, what the hell am I doing? I'm actor. not an actor. I just like to take the piss. And I started mm. doing some open mic nights in, wow. in Malta, um, which were like once a month. Terrible, ter- terrible places. You know, you just go there. Everybody's drunk. It's midnight. Nobody cares. Oh, good. You know, good start, then. people are shagging in the bathroom uh, or doing cocaine. And then, you know, mm. you're just on the stage just as as a shadow as a, a ghost. as a ghost mm. and then eventually something happens something clicks in the room and somebody laughs and and this is what comedians live for is that one laugh live for every laugh. every uh, 15 minutes <laughs> no uh, yeah when you're an amateur that's what happened and then i came to london with my girlfriend uh, mm-hmm. larissa who is maltese hello and i met her there um uh, i i obviously I saw a lot in her, uh, like for example, Low. she's loaded. Like <laughs> her parents are super rich, helpful, and I needed an EU visa, um, so um, we moved to uh, London together. She's a musical actress, so she wanted to continue her career in acting. Hmm. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot at this stand-up comedy. Why thing. not? Hmm? And I started doing gigs in London. Um, open mic nights, you know, the, I was an amateur comic on the London circuit. But not in Malta. Um, which has about 200, 300 clubs. Uh, played a lot of clubs. Wow. Um, in very dodgy locations. Played ah. a lot of clubs in fancy places. Many dodgy locations. And eventually uh, won a few awards on the amateur circuit. Very good. Got signed by a talent agency. Uh-huh. And um, now I am sort of a pro comic. You know, so you can find some of my stuff on YouTube. Well, look, uh, not if you want to laugh, if you want to see what not to do as a comedian, amazing guide. <laughs> uh, find it on YouTube, Vlad Illich. Just type in Vlad Illich comedy. Uh, I also did a guest show for BBC Three, what not to say to Eastern Europeans. Ah, interesting. Yeah, check one, check that one out. Uh, l- uh, lots of like one-on-one things you shouldn't ask Eastern Europeans. Um, s- like some of them are the, the questions that, that follow here, Chris, are <laughs> something you, you shouldn't ask. I apologize but, now. Uh, then again, uh, I sent you that video and you should have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am drinking tea now and I, I was just thinking, Good you know, boy. we don't really drink, t- you know, in, here in the UK, people drink tea as a sort of as a leisure activity, leisure. you know, 
I'm mm-hmm. relaxed, you know, it's too, it's not like in Italy, right? In Milan, you know, you have a coffee, you go out there, oh, let's go for a coffee and a cigarette and That's chat about life. No, let's, let's, you know, in England, it's like, let's have some tea. I mean, yeah, you only With really milk. drink tea when you're sick, right? And then another thing is like eating porridge mm-hmm. for breakfast. Mm. I mean, don't you give porridge to like animals on a farm? You know, it's one thing I couldn't really get about English. Anyway. Well, we should give it to animals because, to be honest, it's the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. And yet, Sheldon Cooper also says that giving tea or a hot beverage to people when they're sick or depressed is great. Where did the passion come from to be a stand-up comedian? Mm -hmm. The passion for a stand-up comedy... Swallow your tea. ...came from um, how much freedom you have as a stand-up comedian. The fact that, you know, you're not scripted. You are scripted, but you're writing your own script. Mm. And that, you know, it's a sort of, it's a transfer of power, right? If you feel bad about anything or you want to mock anything or if somebody ever told you something that's bad and you feel bad about it, you want to get off your chest, you can just go on the stage and just make fun of it. And that's amazing. It's so liberating, you know? Mm. It's like, you can... You know, you can heal. I've seen old comedians skipping midlife crisis mm, and really? because of stand-up <laughs> comedy, you know. I so would. it's going to save you some 40,000 pounds in hepatitis because that's <laughs> what midlife crisis is. It's yeah. buying a new Porsche and... The menopause. And whoring yourself out. No. All right. So Not lesson yet. learned. Why stand-up in English, though? Well, stand-up in English, that's the thing. I started in Malta. And mm. that's the only reason why I started doing stand-up in English. I've done stand-up in Macedonian. Um, uh, and which is obviously different. Oh, I've even done it in my own mm-hmm. dialect, and it's 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 a totally different thing. Where you know the context and the culture, Pff, you can improvise jokes, man. Can wing you it. You can just mm-hmm. go on stage. You know, it's a lot of hard work, and a, and a part of it is talent, but it's mostly hard work and sex appeal, of course. But who checks your English before you go on stage? Uh, how about who checks your questions? I do. <laughs> it will have to be my <laughs> girlfriend, Larissa. Uh-huh. She checks my English. Mm. I don't really care. I announce it the moment I get on stage. You know, I tell people that that they should expect this. And um, I think part of it, I use it as, you know, I can act a fool. I can say something that they don't use like. Or maybe advantage. I say a new joke that doesn't necessarily rub the right way and then I'll just say um, well sorry it's, it's my English you, you get know? away with it I've been told by other fellow comedians that Macedonians are not known for their humor well, hold on a second <laughs> who told you Macedonians are not uh, known for their humor Marco like have we <laughs> I think the show this podcast starts with you asking questions and ends with me beheading you. No. As, you know, that's any normal conversation with a Balkan person. <laughs> it's fine. You can ask this question as long as you don't say we're Greek. That's, that's <laughs> the only conflict here. Hmm. No, Macedonians are known for, you know, their food. I mean, humor. Really? We are sort of, we have a Mediterranean culture. So we're not like fully Eastern European, you know, because we're so close to the Mediterranean, so close to Greece and... Montenegro and Albania is right on the sea. Bulgaria is on the sea. Anyway. We don't like Greece. And um, we, we are known for uh, sort of, you know. Food. Um, roasting each other, you know, mm-hmm. bantering, but laughing at someone else's expense. We're I'm, really good at that. Maybe I'm Macedonian then. I'm funny. <laughs> I took on from my granddad. My granddad, he used to kind of grow up with him. 
mm-hmm. and he was a, a diehard communist, mm. you know, and, and he would pick me up from school and we would watch TV together oh, and, you know, I would ask him questions that only a, a child can ask, like, why is our neighbor Anton so tall? And he would go, oh, it's all the radiation from the Balkan War. <laughs> <laughs> So he was, he was a bit of a joker, <laughs> although his jokes petrified me. Um, Not surprised. Or, you know, once there was like a, a movie on, an old film, and one character in the film said to the other, revenge is a dish served cold, mister. And my granddad went, huh, it's better with uranium. <laughs> um, so definitely mm. it inspired I've me to, to look at the... The light side of life, mm. you know, humor is such an amazing thing. Definitely. It has healing powers. It brings people together. Mm, for sure. Joy. It's pure, sheer joy. And sometimes we, we, we're too mechanized. Sometimes mm. we forget true. how important taking life casually is. And to laugh and about I it. I think like the, the modern fathers of that humor, Monty Python, were brilliant, oh, brilliant subjects, mm. you know taking the piss out of religion and and formalism As and we traditional mm-hmm. values at a time when they were brutally enforced uh, you know in at, at the peak of the the cold war and there was still it was still important to laugh and it's important to laugh today yeah, it I is. think mm-hmm. it will always be important to laugh as long as you're not the one being laughed at <laughs> that's my lesson definitely so is there a stand up scene there then is there a stand-up scene in Macedonia? Well, yeah. the, I was going to get to it when I said I, I've been doing stand-up in Macedonia. There isn't really a stand-up scene. Mm. There, There is like private stand-ups. Mm. So, you know, like a cousin pays you and you go there and you do a show in front of, you know, <laughs> in the back garden. seven cousins and, and a goat. Um, <laughs> you, we have the national awards for like actors and whatnot and then and we goals. have actors coming out and doing sort of stand-up but it's always satirical it's not a really stand-up it's like a sketch show mm. sort of like in Italy from what mm. uh, or from what I heard from the producers of B-Comedy Marco what Marco's told the amazing me amazing B-Comedy and from Very the conversations amazing. we had when I, when I did my show in Zelig at Zelig Zelig um, Oh, by the way, I did a show at Zelig. Ah, really? Vaffanculo, Vlad, go back to your country. Um, oh, uh, no, I love Italy. Brilliant, mm. brilliant place. Um, yeah, sometimes. So there isn't as such. And I did an interview recently with a national television in Macedonia. Great. And I'm planning to do a tour there after COVID. Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus. What happened? I didn't even notice. My girlfriend was in the room. Scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Fuck's sake, don't you know how to say hello in Malta? Uh, hello. Say bonjour at least or something. It's only 20 people bonjour. in Malta. There we go. Jesus uh, Christ, hello. Chris. <laughs> Fucking, she sneaks up. No wonder one day I'll wake up without my dick and she'll just be waving <laughs> in her hands like, this is because you cheated sneaky, on me sneaky. in my dream. <laughs> in a dream? Jesus, okay. Now the question you've all been waiting for me to ask him, what's this thing with a name? North Macedonia, Macedonia, is there an east, south and west? Right, so... The question about the name, right? So, do you know t- Macedonia? There's a region in Greece called Macedonia, mm-hmm. and we are also Macedonia. That used to be all one Macedonia, so two. but mm. because in the Balkans we're like fighting a lot, we fought like a one century ago, and they took apart. And so we have two Macedonians now. And two is better than one. The, we have like a polite conflict over the name. Polite. This is how it goes. We meet at the border. And we go, we're Macedonia. And then they go, no, we're Macedonia, Malacca. Mm. 
and then we both walk away unemployed. <laughs> that's that's pretty much our whole conflict. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the whole thing. From the age of Alexander the Great, when he had Macedonia, it was just getting partitioned and partitioned. And so there is, you know, Eastern Macedonia. Part of Eastern Macedonia is now modern Bulgaria. Part mm-hmm. of Northern Macedonia is South Serbia. And so on, so on. Very complicated. So the, the conflict over the name is finally resolved, that we compromised our position. Not compromise, sorry. We made a compromise with Greece. You have a message. By... Uh, Letting their region be called Macedonia, we called our country North Macedonia. Blah blah bullshit. That's right? kind I don't of you. Tire you out with this. Very kind. But you might know it as the country that has that Eurovision song about kebabs, like three <laughs> years ago, four years ago. Calliope, she made that song. Donna, Donna, Donna. You should play it. Play it on YouTube. We can't in a podcast. That's it's you know it's a Donna mm-hmm. song about we'll kebab. <laughs> or that that team that we had that Eurovision 2000. Two qualifier we played mm-hmm. 2-2 against England we scored from a corner ah, football mm. yeah we <laughs> broke the goalkeeper's spine literally ah. the guy the goalkeeper went to defend it and he broke David Seaman that was the guy ah, we all love yeah, Seaman check that out check it out show it to your fans Chris so now people understand if they're going to the right Macedonia or not the North Macedonia one is it actually a nice place to visit definitely oh, you know okay. um mm. You you know it's it's a place where where what somebody once asked me like right what's more likely to happen to get stabbed there or to get an STD <laughs> and I would say it is to get an STD mm-hmm. yeah. but that doesn't mean that the stabbing rate is low it just means that <laughs> the STD rate is really high <laughs> very promiscuous okay. mm-hmm. otherwise really nice place if you stick to the mainstream touristy place lots of monasteries beautiful old Balkan type of churches yeah. lakes we're full of lakes we have okay. Ohrid Lake built on a, on an old ancient town mm, with nice. an amphitheater mm-hmm. an old bazaar from the leftovers from the Ottoman Shopping. Empire marvelous food and very cheap so cheap so it's worth going just for like the cheaper cheapness. than little stuff alright <laughs> like super cheap so like netto but also don't go in there and start going on poly- like we're listen we're nice people you can sit down with us you can insult mm-hmm. us, we won't mind, you uh-huh. know. You can okay. tell us, oh, fuck off, you you one-legged Nazi space explorer. <laughs> we won't mind. But, you space know, the moment you say, so do you speak Greek? And we cut your head off, <laughs> okay? So don't mess with that. Uh, mm. But otherwise, you should be fine. You yeah. know, just stay away from most towns and uh, most highways. And we'll stay alive. Just pretty much go to the capital and then take a take an armed vehicle to Ockrid <laughs> and back and setting the to the airport. Now. And you should be okay. No, I really hope you're well. I'm kind of worried myself because my throat is a bit sore, but mm-hmm. I think it's because I drank 12 gin and tonics last night. <laughs> um, Maybe. So I'll leave that at that. Thank you very much for taking this time to talk to us, Vlad. Sir Vlad. Bye. I love you. I love you too. All the best. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. So that was my very funny stand-up comedian friend, Vlad, and I will put the links to his social media, etc., in the description below. Two, three, four. Some drama, some drama, some drama. Let's talk about some drama, some drama, some drama. 
Okay, today I want to talk about the difference between some and any. At school, you've probably learned that some is used in positive sentences and any is used in negative and questions. That is not true. It's only partially true. This is a very, very quick way to tell you because it's not that difficult, the difference, but really people need to teach it correctly. Some is not only used in positive sentences, it's also used in questions. It's used in offers, would you like some coffee, requests, can I have some more cheese? And questions when you think the answer might be positive. Me and you are in the swimming pool. No, we're not. Me and you are in the bar. And you say, Chris, have you got some money? Because when you're in a bar, you expect me to have some money. But if we're in a pool, a swimming pool, which you'll never find me in because I can't swim, you wouldn't say, Chris, have you got some money? You would say, Chris, have you got any money? Because it's really a question where you've no idea what the answer is going to be. So, some is used for positive sentences questions which are offers or requests or questions which you think the answer is going to be affirmative and any in negative sentences and questions where you've really got no idea what the answer is going to be for example have you got any brothers or sisters you've no idea how many i've got you can't even guess just by looking at my face say it, say it right. now today i want to talk about the silent h Okay, sometimes as you've seen, when we write words in English, we spell it beginning with a H. But in the phonetics, in the actual pronunciation of the word, the H is not pronounced. Now, during lockdown and quarantine, I've seen millions of videos where people who are foreign sing songs in English. Fine, great. Check the pronunciation. I've said this a million times now, a gazillion times. The word honest has a H in the spelling, but in the phonetics, in the pronunciation, it doesn't. It begins with an O. So, if I'm being honest not honest so other words like our you already know an hour we know it's a silent h because you learn this from very young you know that at school your teacher has told you the h is silent but also the word honest also the word heir h-e-i-r which is basically the person who inherits your property your belongings air is pronounced air like the air in the room a-i-r but the spelling is h-e-i-r now, if you don't know that honest and air and honestly and hourglass and hourly are pronounced without the H, you're going to say it wrong. So make sure, please make sure you say it right. Also, because it sounds horrible. So please, 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 especially singers, check the pronunciation before you sing a song and put it on YouTube and Facebook. Now, just before I leave, I want to say, if there's any words or expressions that you heard that Vlad used that you've never heard before, send me an email with the time of the podcast and I will gladly check and reply telling you what he's actually saying. Not because of his pronunciation, I mean because maybe it's a word you've never heard before, which is perfectly fine. So now a quick shout out to Smiley Miley Cyrus and I'm going to hand you over to the jingle. Bye. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. For you comes in your ears, another word for thanks is cheers. Here's the new kid from the block, here for you around the clock. Shining on his English lips, Chris. Is an anagram of risk.